0: Hello there. I'm Simon Lewis, the voiceover bringing dreams to life. In this podcast, I'm chatting with Scottish voiceover artist Fiona Fury. During our wide-ranging conversation, we talk about all different things in relation to the voiceover industry. What makes a great voiceover? What makes a great client? And what are our plans for the future? Good morning, Fiona. Lovely to talk to you again.
1: Lovely to talk to you as well, Simon.
0: So, as you know from this series of podcasts that I've been doing, I'm reaching out to voiceovers all over the place, all over the world, in fact, just to find out how they're doing, what their aspirations are, and just beginning to learn a little bit more, not just about the world of voiceover, but the people who populate it. So thank you for coming along. Um, How have things been going over the last, well, several months, really?
1: Um, Bonkers, up and down. Two steps forward, 25 back, but that's life in the voiceover world, I believe. <laughs>
0: and it Sounds like a metaphor for 2020 as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think it's a great reflection on 2020, to be quite honest with you. But it's been fantastic. I am learning something new every single day, which is quite mind-boggling absolutely brilliant i'm like a sponge at the moment or that's what i feel like i feel like an absolute sponge i'm just soaking up information watching things listening to things reading learning it's very very good it's very very good
0: and are you restricting your your research your training and all of these things to the technique of voiceover specifically or all of the peripheral things that go around running your own business
1: I think I'm lucky in some ways that I did run my own business for 15 years or so um, with my ex-husband, hence why I don't do it anymore. So running a business side, and listen, I'm not saying I've got that strapped down, we're sorted and that's 100%, because it's not, because this is a totally different genre, it's a totally different uh, ball game. But that side, I feel as if I do have a lot more clout. I knew that I had to juggle a lot of balls when I was working um, for myself or running our business because you had to and um, no two days were the same. And it's very much the same in this industry. You can have plans and I do think you'd need to have plans. You need to have goals. You need to have aspirations, but you also need to learn to be extremely flexible and not get annoyed when something doesn't happen the way you want it to first time or it changes the tact and it takes you down a completely different road. So that's what I'm learning. Um, to be more adaptable and more flexible.
0: And it's certainly the case, isn't it, with, with voiceover jobs? You you can be talking about something that's out on the horizon for you know maybe several days, weeks, even further out than that, and then all of a sudden you get the call, we need it now, and I mean now, and you have to drop everything in order to accommodate that, which I think is one of the fun and exciting parts of the business.
1: I think so. I could imagine, you know, if you were stuck doing an audio book for you know, a long duration of time, and you knew you had to allow that time for that, and then you get a call for something urgent. It's a change of tact, as you say. It's a change of direction. It shows your adaptability, and it also shows your versatility because you can go from the audio book, which is a long session. It takes while to do that, and I, you know, that side is fantastic. But it's a change attack doing something quick, an emergency announcement or a change to somebody's message because something's changed into what they're doing as a product or a service. Yeah, and it shows the versatility. And that's what you have to be as the voiceover actor. I think you have to have versatility.
0: Audiobooks are all about the marathon, aren't they? Yeah. Long, long stretches. Even if you're just Mm -hmm. doing one chapter at a time, it's a long Mm -hmm. old haul, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think it's something immersive. I don't know about you, but I know when I come into the booth, I lose myself in whatever I'm reading. So it could be a business message, it could be a training, it could be e-learning for example, and you're reading quite an informative and, you know, you need to listen to this message because this is important and this information is important and it's going to help you in your career. So you know you have to be an authoritarian in that message, but your book, depending on what type of book it is, what genre it is, you can lose yourself in the characters that are there, which is, I think, is fantastic. You become that whatever you're reading.
0: I think that's one of the, the, the great advantages, but equally one of the great challenges about voiceover. And, and it's, I think, something that people who are outside the business don't fully appreciate, that you're not just reading out loud the words on the page no matter what the message is you know whether it is an audiobook or whether it is that you know really upbeat 30 second commercial or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you have to give absolutely everything to the read which is so much more than just the words on the page
1: but don't you think that's the beauty of this industry I actually love the fact that when I get asked what I do and I tell somebody what I do you can see a light bulb go on because they don't ever think about it They just hear these voices, instructing them, informing them, selling them something. They never think twice about it because we're surrounded by voices. You know, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, there is a voice somewhere. And I think it's fantastic when they suddenly realise, oh yeah, people do that, that's a job. (laughs) And I think it's quite funny and it really does um, amuse me that they suddenly click on the fact that oh, yeah, I listen to audiobooks. Somebody's read that, haven't they? like, yes, they have.
0: (laughs) And there's a lot of work. Right, absolutely. (laughs) And there's so much work that goes into every read, you know, whether it is Mm -hmm. a really long audiobook or a really tiny piece of, you know, um, information that you hear on the radio. Not just the person who's writing it, but the producer, the copywriter, all the way through to the person who first came up with the need in the first place. It's hugely collaborative and so much effort. And yet, as you say, the end result almost needs to be, I don't want to say invisible, but I definitely mean subliminal in the sense that, you know, if you go out for dinner and you sit down and you have to notice the service, there's Mm -hmm. something wrong with the service.
1: Absolutely, absolutely perfect. You couldn't put it in a better way than that. That's absolutely true. And I think that's, we know we're doing a good job when the person at the other end doesn't even realise you've sold them something or whatever you've done you know Um, and it's it's perfect I think that's great and that just shows how good you are as a voiceover artist it just lets people know that oh yeah subliminal messages are floating in my brain and I don't know
0: (laughs) so what are you working on at the moment
1: um I've just completed a children's book which was great fun and I love doing it and you know what it took me? It took me back to reading to my son because we used to do that every night and to be honest with you, I was lucky if I got out of the bedroom without four books as a minimum because we just had great fun doing it and it took me straight back to that because it was that type of thing with a few characters in it so...
0: Do you do the character um, voices? And,
1: yes yes yeah i just gave them a little character they were just it wasn't a long book at all but it was just good fun to be able to give them
0: so you know you you do know what i'm going to have to ask you now don't you come on let's have a character voice
1: (laughs) well one of the characters was a little cat and i thought the cat was a bit witchy because it was a little bit cruel and it wanted to eat the little chili (laughs) brilliant so that was my cat. I felt the cat was a bit sly.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. Unfortunately, character mm. voices aren't my thing, or at least I don't think they are.
1: Well, I think that's it, isn't it? You, it's a discovery. This whole thing is a discovery because I thought initially when I started out, I thought, right, I'm going to be the person that uh, probably reads the information because I've got quite, an I can have quite an authoritarian voice. And I thought, well, that that'll be me. I'll be doing something like that. Blah blah blah. But actually, I i, I kind of i suppose I'm lucky I can fall into whatever I need to fall into what i enjoy is just being in the booth so if i can be in here and it was funny I was watching um a fellow vo he's videoed himself actually doing reading a book uh, I was laughing to myself i thought thank god I'm not the only person that does not stand still because he was like a jump bean and that's exactly what I'm like when I'm in the booth I'm very articulate my hands are going everywhere my face I've never videoed myself and I really don't want to um but my face I pull some faces when I'm making and I know I do because I can feel it (laughs) but I suppose you have to do that if you're doing characters you have to kind of hunch yourself if you're going to be an old scrawny woman Um, or if you're going to be a very loud and brash and very upfront woman, you need to stand up and you need to have that voice to get it across to people. Um, So good cu- No, no,
0: no, sorry to, sorry to interrupt your flow. I was simply going to say, actually, I think you have to do that with, with all reads, because here's the thing, and again, I think this is something that people who are either new to voiceover or or, or who think they can just read the words off the page don't realise that if you want to come across as excited because the message, whatever it might be, calls for you to be excited, mm-hmm. there's only one way for you to do that. You actually have to oh, be excited. So you do have to jump yes. up and down and move your arms and your head and maybe your eyes are really wide and your voice changes it's because you're being excited and and so you have to live whatever that is and Um, funnily enough as soon as you started as soon as i said oh i don't think i could do character actors and you responded i was thinking about actually i used to really love telling my kids stories on the drive to school in the morning and i bet if i could jump in a time machine and go back i bet that i was doing character voices back then just to bring the stories to life
1: definitely yeah definitely and that is the key to this we bring words alive that's what we're doing that's what our job is and you have to do that in whatever way fits whatever way works whether it's a serious piece uh, training uh, and as you said an upbeat commercial you have to give it life and yes anybody can read but do you want to hear somebody reading in a monotone voice and they're not really going to get very excited about anything and just read through the script so you're really not listening? And after five seconds, you've completely switched Listen, we've off. all
0: sat through that presentation at the office, haven't we? Oh, no. You know, the one where you give up the will <laughs> oh, to live yes. simply because of the way the poor person, whoever they are, who is so well-intentioned, oh, no. just goes on and on yes. and on.
1: And you're, you're sitting there trying to hold your eyelids open because you know if you let go, your face is going to plummet to the desk. We've yes. all been there.
0: We've all been there. Exactly. All oh, we have. It's quite so sad. that sounds like a really uh, good, fun book. Was it a really long project or quite it short? Is. I suppose, children's book.
1: No, it's quite short. Um, it's quite short, but I think there'll be more from it, which is lovely. So I'm um, I'm hoping so anyway, which is good. But I really enjoyed doing it, which was great. And then also from that, and this is how it can change. So from the short Kid Story, which was brilliant fun, um, I've then got some training, e-learning to do.
0: <laughs> Complete change of direction. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, you know, totally, totally, um, which is great. But again... That has its own training needs. That has its own ability because, okay, you might not understand what you're talking about. Ie, You might not know the company or, or, or the information, but you have to come across as you do. You have to come across as you're the authoritarian. You're giving out and imparting this information for someone to learn. And that, again, goes back to picking up the script, being able to interpret it, being able to put it in human language now i'm not saying you change the script because i'm not doing that but you need to interpret it yourself to make sure that the message is going to be reached in the right manner to who's listening to. and it what's well.
0: interesting is that if you give a script to two people you'll get probably two very slightly different reads simply because of the way people mm-hmm. interpret the words and therefore the message differently and that can be important yep. to be aware of and also get right
1: yes definitely definitely i think it is key and it's And it's getting feedback, and it depends, I suppose, on your client, doesn't it, as to how much information they give you. Are they giving you the script and they're just going to say, right, we like what you sound like, so just do it your way? Or... Are they going to come back with pointers saying actually no, this part is really really important. We need you had to have more stress on and emphasis on this area,
0: which is great um, feedback, isn't it, it? Very much. And it's on it's who always good with. to have yes. more information so that you can do the best job you can and really bring it to life. But let me ask you, if you could design the perfect client for your voiceover work, oh. who or what? What sort of characteristics would that client wow. have?
1: A versatile product.
0: A versatile product? <laughs>
1: That's what they'd have. A vers- they would have a product that reaches a mass audience. So we'd have to do different types. So there'd be maybe TV, commercial. There'd be training on the product or the service that they offer. So that you'd be across the whole board.
0: So you'd have some variety.
1: You'd have a huge variety. And what you would have with that is different ways of actually giving that information out, delivering that information, different platforms, so therefore they need different ways to do that, that to me would be perfect, because that would give me a whole encompassing, another learning, you know what I mean? Another way to go, oh, that's that same message, but that's gone out in a video, so that needed to be done in that format, but they want to do that as a training message, right, we need to do that in a slightly different way. Do you know what I mean? So absolutely, there is vers- versatility in it, and I think to a sense that would be my perfect client i think so question right back at you simon
0: <laughs> same question yes it's a it's a great question so it is. <laughs> um firstly i i absolutely need variety in my life unfortunately i i get bored quite quickly so i think if i was if i was doing the same message time after time on the same type of read time after time i'd do a great job but i'd always be sort of thinking well is there anything else but for me, what's most important is mm-hmm. that I work with people who, who we can have a great collaborative working relationship. Now, what that means is, you know, not, not me suddenly wanting to change things because I don't do that. What it means is you know, wanting to do whatever it takes to get the absolute best out of whatever the project is. So people who are, who are creative, who are kind, who are forward thinking, who are prepared to, you know, push the envelope a little bit, mm-hmm. but above all, who are focused on quality. That, that's what I'm really interested in, working with people yep. that we can work together over time to, to, to build a long lasting relationship that's based on mutual support, collaboration and trust.
1: Yeah, you've got longevity. And I think the whole purpose of having the ideal client is the fact that you're an extension to their business. You're not seen as the added extra, you're an extension. So you work for them and you have an understanding. And as you say, you develop that relationship. And it may come to the point that initially you were given the projects and told what to say and how to say it. But as your time with that client builds and your relationship builds and your trust, because let's be honest, it comes down to trust right from the start. But as you build, they may then, look to you for information inspiration ideas and that yeah you're right that would be the perfect client where you are a collaborative tool and and you're you work together um and that's key you know i don't want to be the throwaway vo oh we get her in to do that she's that's it and one and off i'd rather build a relationship with my clients and actually have that as an extension to me or I'm an extension to their business
0: which gives you the opportunity to be the specialist that you are because you're the one who, who doesn't have just have the great voice doesn't just have the ability to you know do the read in the way that it's it's required and requested mm. but your ear is close to the ground you're in the industry you know what's going on you know how things are changing what yep. techniques are coming in what what how, how voiceover is moving to stay current or contemporary Or forward thinking that's what a specialist can do in in any sphere but in this case voiceover
1: oh definitely and we know that voiceover has had the words ai bandied about and people are kind of panicking going we're not going to have it we're not going to have people voices we're going to have artificial intelligence telling us what to do no there is room for it and there is an opportunity for that to work in certain areas without shadow of a doubt but What we have to do as voiceovers is we have to embrace that. We have to accept, okay, this is going to be a change. They may be doing some elements of the job that we've done in the past that we no longer need to do, but we need to learn how to work with it and still keep the human element.
0: I actually bought some artificial intelligence voice software recently Mm. just to find out how good or, or not how good it was. And I must say, I was absolutely fascinated... That it was even possible to type some words and get a computer to read it almost as if they were human.
1: And what did you think? What were your initial thoughts from it?
0: What I thought was that it's a great idea and for certain things it kind of works. Mm -hmm. But what you can't do is really get the best out of a message unless you've got a huge amount of time, money, and effort. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just a very simple application. You buy it off the shelf, you get access to a website, you type a few words, you you pick from a list of, of voices, mm-hmm. and it reads it out. And it's not completely automated. It is virtually human. And you you can yeah. add a pause or take a breath or add some emphasis. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to it back... For the effort you just went to, it would have been much easier to say, listen, Fiona, could you just emphasise that third word a little bit and lift the fourth? Yeah. And then you do it and it's done. And now I don't have to sweat over yes. that because you've just delivered it perfectly.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the human element. That's what it's missing. And I know they're building that in and I know they're trying to build in the human element because they know that that's the part that's missing. But let's be honest, can you ever replicate a human I don't think we're quite there yet.
0: Well, that's right. And for me, it's mostly about time because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my humble little world, I've got so much going on, so many interruptions <laughs> and so much time that I need to spend on things that I want to get right. Yeah. I just don't have the time and enthusiasm to learn something completely new in order for it to be okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key, isn't it? And, I, you know, where it's going to go, I don't know. But I know that technology is going to, use it um in some areas in some avenues without shadow of a doubt i don't think there's any discussion on that we know that and that's fine that's absolutely fine and it will complement us but it's like when the internet came along wasn't it oh nobody will read a book again well actually no that's not made any difference all it's done is it's just changed how people do things
0: it just adds an extra dimension an extra layer and that's fine i think it's a good thing i love technology and i love progress but also I like competition, frankly. Um, it's just mm-hmm. gonna make me work even harder and do an even better up job. Up your
1: game. <laughs> yeah. So what are you working on just now? What, what are you? Well, what
0: I've spent um, the last several weeks doing is sort of taking a bit of, a bit of a pause, bit of a deep breath and just sort of refocusing um, not just my skills, but also my brand and my marketing. And I'd set myself the deadline mm. of end of October to have it all ready. Now where are we? Twenty-seventh. So Excellent. we're only a few days away. So, uh, since I last spoke to you, you've done new reels, which sound fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. really happy with those. So those are going to go on my website. I've done the photo shoot Brilliant. for my website, and those are in the working version of the site. And this week we're just on uh, troubleshooting. So I'm hoping that all being well, and th- you know, this is another example of how much time have you got cool. to spend building your own website. You know, in my case i love that sort of stuff and i do have some skills so i don't mind but going forward from first <laughs> november it's all about outreach marketing and you know doing whatever it takes to you know build up my fairly decent base of regular clients and just adding to that
1: brilliant brilliant i know and it's it's, an, it's a circle that we go around i think constantly isn't it because you need to do it um you need to be seen you don't want to disappear off the radar of people and let people know that you're there, what you're able to do and, and what you can do. And maybe it opens another another bit of information with your client. You know, an existing client, you maybe do a job for them. They see you and they go on the website and they or they listen to something else and think, like, oh, I never knew Simon could do that. Because people do get quite blinkered. If they if they employ you for one particular project, they actually think, well that's that's what Simon does. Simon does that. Oh, we want that. Oh, we'll look for something. Oh, actually, Simon could do that. Oh, there you go.
0: Ultimately, it all boils down to relationships, because frankly, if you think about it, the easiest thing in the world is to pick up the phone to somebody you know really well and say, listen, are there any other areas of your business that might also use voiceover, any other departments, any other projects that you're working on, rather than having to pick up another phone um, and dial someone completely out of the bureau blue and start from scratch now of course you can do that and it's easy to do that but it's so much mm. easier to build on that relationship that you've got
1: oh definitely definitely without a shadow of a doubt and it's just it's keeping in regular contact with those clients talking to them catching up with them letting them know if there's something else you've done yeah exactly and it, it's key to make sure that that is built upon you've already got that relationship as you said so instead of cold calling a new client or a new prospect why not build on the one that you've already
0: But for me, that's just part of being in the team, part of the team where you can actually feel that you do have a genuine seat at the table, appropriately, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever discipline that you're in, rather than, you know, some person that you've just dialed at random out of the phone book or or Googled simply because you have a specific need right now. So for me, again, I think that's about forward thinking clients who are prepared to think that way rather than... You know, every day's a panic and there, there are problems to solve on a daily basis with no forward thinking or strategic thought. Full marks for ticking all of the adrenaline boxes. Yeah. is not, not necessarily <laughs> the most structured and planned organization way that I like to work.
1: No, no, and I think that's key. If we could all have a bit of someone that has got forward thinking and, you know, knows where they're going, they have plans. I mean, goals for me, um, goals are good, goals are always good to set. They need to be achievable. And sometimes they also need to move. So it's being reflective on the goals that you have set as a company or your own individual goals and make sure that you're not putting yourself under additional stress. Therefore, you're maybe not doing something 100% because it's a rush to try and get it done. So yes, goals are movable. And I think they need to be They also need to be achievable too.
0: They absolutely have to be achievable. uh, And I firmly believe in that because if you don't achieve them, it just causes you to believe that next time you won't be able to achieve either. So Mm -hmm. you'll stop trying. But equally, I think sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes your goals have got to frighten the pants off you.
1: Yes, yes. I can be, there's certain elements of um, my job, especially when I work for myself, there are certain elements of my job, like the VAT return. I hated the bat return. So (laughs) I used to always leave that till the 11th hour (laughs) because it was just, Um, but I left it till the 11th hour because I knew that was the only way I would get it done. And I did.
0: Now, isn't that interesting? I was talking to one of my sons about exactly this recently. I I said to him, listen, you know, if you look at your brother, give him a deadline he's sorted well ahead of time he's planned structured organized he gets it and he gets great results you on the other hand and I do mean this positively I said to him you wait till the absolute (laughs) last minute he said yeah and there's a reason for that he says because that way I'll know I'll put my heart and soul into it and still get it done on time I'm
1: with him (laughs) I'm with your unstructured son
0: (laughs) I said you're gonna have to teach me that because that sounds brilliant
1: it's, it's good for some things, I think, um, but yeah, it's the, it's always it was always the jobs that I didn't like doing.
0: <laughs> well, so unfortunately, yes. we all have some of those, don't yes,
1: we? Yes, there are, there are, there are. So yes, unfortunately, that's how I work on those jobs. Um, yeah, they get put on the back burner. But as your son said, they get 100% of my attention because I have to do it. I have to do it correctly. I have one chance. That's it. Bing, bang, bosh done
0: so if you could have one thing out of your voiceover career what would it be
1: if I could have one thing what in the in the type of voiceover career or or the type of job I have or either good question god you're full of good questions Simon good god Um, what would I want I don't like this is maybe going to be controversial and this is maybe going to sound weird but I can tell you what I don't want okay Um, I am not I'm not huge front of camera person I like being the behind the scenes I like being the voiceover that's hidden in the booth coming up with some weird and wonderful wacky things so I would absolutely love to do a big sort of animated type Film, movie, something along those lines. Character in that. I would love to do that.
0: Wow, fantastic.
1: But I don't want to be in front of the camera, (laughs) if that makes any sense, you know?
0: So you'd voice a a character in a a Pixar or a Disney animation, that sort of thing?
1: That's, That's my ultimate goal, and that was the first thing my son said to me when I told him that this is the career, this is the career I'm going to take, and he's like... Mum, are you going to be in like Despicable Me or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, maybe Despicable Me 250, I might be, I don't know. <laughs> Fantastic. But yes, <laughs> something along those lines. I would, uh, that would be my ultimate, um, my ultimate dream, I think, just to see the, make a character come alive. Now, I know there's a, there's a, a journey between here and there. And I also know there's an awful lot more I can do. Put in simple terms, that character book I've just done, the kids' book, I loved that. That was great. And more of that, please, absolutely. Um, commercials, I love commercials. I like the short, sharp ones as well. But equally, uh, you know, I'm sounding absolutely pathetic. I'm tired I'm so like, oh, yeah, I'll do everything. Just give me it all. Just bring it on. I'll do everything. <laughs> but I think it goes back to what we'd said right at the start is variety. Absolutely. I don't want to be a one-trick pony, and I don't think I will be a one-trick pony. I'm not going to pigeonhole myself in that particular area. I would like to have a variety and a good skill set, which is then knowledge, which is then power, which is then equated into something bigger and better and moving forward. That's ultimately what I want to do.
0: Well, Fiona, it sounds as though you're well on your way. So thank you once again for joining me on my little podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. And it's been, it's been lovely hearing all about you, where you're going, and the colour to your voice. It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank you once again.
1: Oh, thank you, Simon. It's always lovely to chat, and I love to hear what everyone's up to. So it's brilliant, and I really appreciate your time.
0: Thank you for listening. I'm Simon Lewis, the voiceover bringing dreams to life. If you want more information about my voiceover work or want to discuss any aspect of your next VO project, you can reach me at simonlewisvo.co.uk. Until next time.